want to get to a developing story in Grantsville when we got word over the weekend uh, that six kittens were found dead and also tortured uh, uh, somewhere on the, like, the side of the road. And we're going to get information from the Grantsville Police Department in just a moment. The, the torture aspect of this is horrifying. Because we obviously know you think of you know, torturing animals. That that can take somebody down a very dark path, a scary path. Sergeant Jeff Watson of the Grantsville Police Department. This is just a just sickening, sickening case. Uh, where were these, these little kittens found? Are you with us? Mountain Road. Oh, sorry. Say that again. We just, your, your audio kind of cut out, Sergeant. Yeah, they were found on a dirt road, which is named Little Mountain Road, which goes off of uh, Highway 138 up into the mountains near a gravel quarry. So, I mean, this is kind of uncomfortable, but how, how do we know that they were tortured and not just left on the side uh, of the road to die? Yeah, well, without going into specifics, because it is quite, like I said, it's quite disturbing. Uh, the There were obvious injuries that were beyond just normal injuries. Um uh, it was obvious that these were uh, intentionally inflicted injuries to the animals, uh, not like they were just run over by a car or something on an accident. Uh, you could tell that these were man-made injuries and, the, the, and that uh, other ahead. items were used. Sergeant, and the punishment uh, for the person or persons who did this, is, is it is it quite serious if they're caught? Uh, it can be. Uh, we would always like to see punishments for animal cruelty and animal torture enhanced a little bit, I think. Uh, just because of the graphic nature and the way that it disturbs the conscience of everybody who hears it. Uh, so it, it, it can be. Uh, we're hoping that it could rise to the level of a felony. Any tips so far, Sergeant? Uh, that I'm aware of. We haven't received any tips other than the initial caller who found them and reported them to us. I know there have been some uh, social media posts where they have uh, they have posted to social media asking anybody with any information to contact us. Uh, but as of this time, I don't think we've received any calls yet. All right. So if somebody has information, should they give the Grantsville Police Department uh, a phone call? Yeah, call us. Call us or call dispatch at 435-882-5600, and they can route you to the right person. We will get that information posted to kslnewsradio.com. Grantsville Police Department Sergeant Jeff Watson, thank you so much. I saw it on your Facebook page over the weekend where there were six uh, kittens that were found deceased. Um, on this area called Little Mountain Road near the Rock Quarry, and they, the police department, say, saying now that those kittens have been had been tortured before their death. Yeah, and that's that's really so disturbing. Number one, just abandoning animals mm. is terrible, but the fact that somebody purposely killed and tortured these these animals is heartbreaking. Brewing Utah weather. Special coverage on KSL News Radio. Yeah, Dave brings up a great point. Kevin Eubank, uh, KSL meteorologist on the line. I mean, it is the middle of winter right now still, and it has been so cold out. Here. Just a, My heart just breaks, and it broke when I saw that post from the Grantsville City Police Department. Um, are we? Are, how is it looking in terms of uh, the, the, the rest of the day across the Wasatch Front into the morning commute, Kev? Very cold temperatures continue, guys. We've been really well below normal uh, all the way back into February. So we're still looking at highs in the 30s with lows in the 20s. That's kind of the pattern all week long, and we keep it stormy. Uh, We had this last storm that came through that brought several inches to the valleys. The weekend totals up in the mountains were just incredible. I mean, two two to three feet of snow up in the cottonwoods um, between the Saturday storm and the Sunday storm. 
uh, and uh, combined with this morning. And we're going to get more. So it looks like another round tomorrow, not as big, about an inch in the valley. And then another round on Wednesday, another type of an inch, uh, about an inch uh, of snow for the valleys again. So they're not big storms, but it doesn't take a lot, as we all know, to mess up a morning commute. And I think most people were really, really excited about the snow early in the season. But uh, as I meet people now, they're not as happy about the snow, guys. I know that uh, might come as a surprise to you, but uh, they... uh, I think a lot of them are kind of done. Yeah, I think the word we are fed up with this. We are fed up with the commute. <laughs> We're fed up with the snow shoveling. Hey, can you can you help me understand a little bit what is going on in the Sierra Nevadas? We we've just seen massive uh, storms and and pileups. And is this the same storm? Do we get some of that that same storm creeping up uh, over into Utah, or are these different storms? No, they're the same storm. So we generally have a flow that goes from west to east. So what's hitting the Sierras generally gets to Utah in one way or uh, another. What's interesting about this and what's kind of unique, we get these huge low pressures out in the ocean, in the Pacific. And they're they're generating strength, and they really just kind of hold there. And they send wave after wave after wave inland, where typically a storm system will come, move through, and move out. Well, these last couple have been stormed. The storms have been there, but the main low or the main core of that storm sits out in the ocean, and we just get little pieces. So the reason why the Sierras get it so big is because there's nothing in between the ocean and the Sierras, right? So the minute that piece comes in, it just clobbers them. And, I mean, they've got mountain communities where folks have been trapped for days and they can't get out, and there's only you know narrow roads getting into them in the first place. And when you add six feet of snow, you can't get out of there. You can't plow six feet of snow. You have to blow six feet of snow. So they've really, really taken it hard this winter. And uh, some of our mountain communities, while not as heavy as like Tahoe and some of the other Sierra locations, they're equally as, as snow riddled. I mean, they, they've got some real complex problems trying to, to move and, and uh, clear snow. Yeah, we talked to the mayor of Brighton, which is at the base or right there at Brighton Ski Resort, the last time we had that major winter blast, Kevin, and he was actually, I think, on a plow or in a tractor doing, getting out and doing some of the work to clear the area up there. I, I'm sure I haven't been to Brighton Ski Resort since last season. I'm sure they're seeing uh, a lot of snow there as well, like we're seeing in California. Maybe, like you said, not as bad, but... So I'm just like, look at, I'm just, I'm just a Debbie Downer here. When are we going to start to see spring temperatures? I'm hoping for spring temperatures, but I, I'm also worried about the warm up happening just too quickly for all the snow we have. And then we got flooding and you said, we'll worry about flooding when it happens. I'm still worried. Debbie, don't be a Debbie Downer. Come on, take take Dave's attitude. Dave doesn't care about tomorrow at all, ever. This is so, so true. True, weird. This is why we work so well together. Because I said I'm a I know, nervous weird. Nelly, a Debbie Downer, and Dave's over there like, yeah, you know what? Let's us all go to Disneyland. It's no big deal. Listen, both of you represent all of us. That's that's the combination. Is both of you represent? The truth is, Debbie. It's generally the, the the forecast for March is colder and wetter than normal in the sense of meteorological models. So generally, we would be having temperatures up in the 50s, and we're not there. And it looks like we could go a couple weeks before we get there. So really, when you start talking spring, it's not until April, May. March is part of winter, but really April, May. Um, and the other thing is, right, we have daylight saving time that's coming up this weekend. 
We're going to get a little bit more light. It's going to change things. I promise your attitude is going to be so much better a week from now. (laughs) Oh, Kevin, that's so kind of you. And I just checked my the temperature and it is 32 degrees outside right now. So it is it's it's freezing. It's freezing. It is freezing, literally. Officially. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I don't know if the groundhog has ever been more right. Right? I mean, why do you got to bring in that? Why do you got to bring in that Pennsylvanian rat? Why does it, why do you always do that with me? You know that it's just a gimmick, right? Like a meteorologist. That thing is just a rodent. I, I, I love pressing the button, I love the sensitivity to it. Ugh. Groundhog Phil, Kevin Eubank, basically uh, you know, the same track record. Oh, Kevin. We're so <laughs> brutal. No, no, not true. Uh, I, I'm slandering Kevin, you. Kevin, you know. I will work on payback. It will take some time, but we'll figure something out that's appropriate. Oh, I'm right here. I got your back. Kevin Eubank, KSL <laughs> oh. meteorologist. Thank you so much for taking a deep dive on what's to come for the many weeks, many weeks ahead.